Fred Rachani, TSC, your home for pro wrestling news updates, reviews, interviews, and everything in between. If you're new here, please consider liking, sharing, following, and subscribing. It's been a while, for anybody that knows me, since I've talked to y'all about some professional wrestling. But there's just been so much going on that I gotta comment about it. I gotta give y'all my thoughts. Plus, I'm gonna take some of your questions and do some shout-outs live on the air. WWE and AEW prepping for an all-out war. AEW doesn't want a war. Well, they're going to get one anyway. And I'll tell you why. Because according to PWIinsider.com's elite section, WWE NXT, which has been long rumored to go to Fox Sports 1, the sister station of Fox and Fox Sports, could be now going to the USA Network. And why is that a gigantic story? Well, for one, it could be on a Wednesday, prime time. A new primetime wrestling show for WWE going into 2019, fall of 2019, 2020. That is a big deal alone. Why, why else is it a big deal? It's going to elevate the presence of NXT. No longer is it that cool brand that's on WWE Network and it's got a hardcore base that sells out some arenas but can't consistently pack in base-sized arenas. Oh, no, no, no. It's going to be on primetime. Number three, it may likely be replacing Chris Lee Knows Best. And this is just my speculation because for those that don't know, Chris Lee Knows Best is a popular reality TV show on the USA Network. And the two main stars, uh, Todd Chris Lee and his wife, are currently in some deep trouble. They are charged with tax evasion. They are accused of trying to exploit their daughter, who I believe is estranged from them, with a sex tape. And, uh, well, I'm not saying that USA Network is going to cancel them, but... Two plus two, I mean, this is a lot of bad press for USA Network, even though USA Network is pretty desperate for some ratings. So if you can't rely on uh, the Chrisleys with all the stuff going on, who are you going to go to? I mean, what other properties does USA Network have that consistently draw great ratings? I mean, they got rid of Psych. You know, I think Suits is ending. So what do you got? I mean, really, you only got WWE, so it would make sense for them to have more WWE, especially because they are losing SmackDown Live to Fox in October. So the report is that there could be a two-hour version of NXT on USA Network Wednesday nights. Why also is that significant? Oh, well, funny you should ask because All Elite Wrestling show coming up on TNT is taking place Wednesdays each and every single week starting in October live from 8 to 10. When does NXT typically air? From 8 to 9, which means if it was a two-hour show, it would air from 8 to 10, meaning it would go head-to-head with AEW. Now, some people may be like, well, we already knew that AEW is likely going to go up against NXT. I mean, what's the big deal? Here's the big freaking deal, kids. Here is the big deal. The big deal is that USA Network, even though it's getting beaten down in the ratings lately, it's still a significantly significantly bigger station than Fox Sports 1, a more mainstream station than Fox Sports 1. And really, it's a, it's a station that is more used to having wrestling fans watch it. So that's a pretty big deal. By the way, if you are watching live on Facebook right now, please feel free to comment, like, and share. I will be doing some shout-outs a, a little bit later on, but this is some major, major news. And here's another thing, kids. Think about this. If WWE is going to be airing NXT on USA Network, in theory, they're going to be getting more money from USA Network, which hopefully, hopefully, that means 
that the NXT talent like Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole and all these dudes and Andrew Dawkins have been there for a thousand years will actually get paid reasonably well. And I'm not saying they're not getting paid uh, you know, terribly in NXT right now, but in theory, every pro wrestler in WWE, at least the ones that are on TV consistently, should be paid more. And you would hope that with the two and a half billion dollar deal with Fox, that's with the B, and with whatever deal comes about with NXT and the increased contract for Monday at Raw, that all superstars from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and yes, even 205 Live, you would hope that they would be getting some major freaking raises. But we'll see what happens here. I mean, it's, I think it's a big deal. Now, here's some other questions that I was thinking about, you know, when I was driving, well, before I was going to go live here. And I'm thinking about this. NXT going head-to-head with AEW could maybe increase the wrestling audience because it'll, it'll, it'll almost feel like there's like a new wrestling war going on amongst casual fans. I mean, there is a war, but maybe it'll resonate, resonate more with some lapsed fans. Uh, but here's something I didn't think about, and this is something my longtime Facebook friend Aria Whitner had. Uh, she, had she had an idea, and she was thinking about this and, and posted it on Facebook. What if NXT, or, or WWE in general, runs in the same city as AEW any given week? So, for example, AEW right now is running a, a small arena than uh, the TD Garden in Boston, but they sold that out relatively quickly. Congrats to them. Uh, they're also running in the LaCora Center, which is Temple University's arena in Philly, as opposed to running in the Wells Fargo Center. And Wells Fargo Center typically is run by WWE, whether they sell it or not. You know, WWE is used to playing the big arenas. Who's to say that WWE doesn't wake up one day, Vince McMahon doesn't wake up one day and say, God damn, screw these people coming into our markets. And he decides to run the Wells Fargo Center. Now, I'm not saying that NXT would outdraw AEW, especially last minute. But who's to say that they couldn't hurt AEW? Now, you can't, you know, not thinking about it, there's really no point if they would be running in Boston or Philly when those shows are sold out. But let's just say, I don't know, we know like a, like a couple weeks ahead of time that AEW is going to be putting tickets on sale for New York. Uh, I don't know, Hammerstein, Hammerstein Ballroom. And WWE decides, screw it, we're going to run a show the same week at Barclays Center or Madison Square Garden, which would be obscenely expensive for them, but also petty enough for them to do. I'm curious to see if how much that would actually hurt All Elite Wrestling if WWE was able to do that. Now, maybe New York's a bad example because reportedly the Madison Square Garden tickets haven't been doing so well. Now, they typically sell out or have close to a sellout for MSG house shows. I've been to a number of them. They always have great crowds. If they're not sold out, they, they look pretty much sold out. Uh, but from what I understand, the TV tapings have been pretty damn expensive. And I think a lot of people are just like, you know what? I'm not really interested in WWE. Not really interested in Baron Corbin. Not really interested in seeing Seth Rollins cut some boring promos. There have been some decent matches here and there. I mean, especially Roman Reigns and Buddy Murphy. I thought it was a, a hell of a match on SmackDown. But yeah, live attendance uh, ain't what it used to be. I mean, WWE's canceled recent tours of house shows for Raw and SmackDown. Granted, it, it sounds like that they're going to be doing more super shows like dual branded house shows. I think with all the TV money they're getting, they could cut back on the house shows a little bit, reinvest in the talent, you know, like increase their salaries and everything. Uh, maybe actually pay for their freaking travel, not just for their flights, but pay for their tolls, pay for their hotels. I know as independent contractors, you could write that off, but it's a massive pain in the ass. And listen, Debbie's a billion dollar company. Their stock almost hit $100 per share this year, okay? They can afford it. Anyway, anyway, so. It's going to be interesting to see what happens if NXT or WWE in general runs in the same city in the very same week or, or month 
as AEW and see how that affects them. I, I think that's kind of a douchey move. And I know it's all business, and in some ways it's kind of fun. As somebody that covers wrestling, it's, it's kind of fun to check that out and be like, oh, okay, this is cool. Okay, okay, Dedeby's uh, being douchebags, and they're, they're trying to compete. And look, look, I'm all for competition, okay? I like a good war. I like trash talk. Y'all know me. I'm a child of pro wrestling. That being said, if there's one group of people you don't want to screw over, it's the actual paying customers. And what I mean by that is... Let's just say JDB decides to counteract an AEW show. So I don't know. Let's say AEW's in Tampa. And there's another venue near Tampa that NXT chooses to run. You're making fans choose between the two. Now, I know Dave Meltzer says based on pay-per-view data and some data he's gotten from Bleach Report Live that there isn't that big of a crossover between AEW and JDB audiences when it comes to buying pay-per-view and everything. But... I don't know. I feel like a lot of the people that like AEW are indie fans, but a lot of them are also d- disgruntled WWE fans, current WWE fans. And if you're making them choose, that's going to be tough. A lot of people might decide, eh, I don't know if I want to go to either one because I can't decide. I know for me, just giving you guys an example, during WrestleMania weekend, there were so, or WrestleMania week, right here in New Jersey, there were so many freaking shows. Now, I'm not saying WWE is going to have 500 million shows like all these other indies did during SummerSlam and WrestleMania week, and I don't mind them piggybacking off of it, but it got to the point where I'm just like, okay, wait, so I want to go to the Evolve show, but it's during the afternoon. I work during the afternoon. Then if I leave the office, I can maybe catch this Blood Sports show, but then after the Blood Sports show, there's I want to go to the Impact show, but the Impact show's up to like midnight, and there's something else, and then I go to go, got to go to this borough, then I got to go to this other borough, then I got to take the train here, then I got to take the bus here, I got to pay for parking here. It got to the point where I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go to MSG. I'm just going to enjoy myself at New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I had a good time, and that's it. And I went back home, and I was like, whatever. I had my fill. And this is the other question I have. And this is a question I want to direct to all of you. How much wrestling is too much wrestling? How much wrestling is too much wrestling? I think we've seen over the years with the UFC how much MMA is too much MMA. I mean, Bellator this past year, year and a half now, has done some of its lowest ratings ever at least in the Spike TV Paramount era. There's a reason for that, because you can only stomach so much MMA. And when you're a niche sport like pro wrestling or MMA, eh, there's only so many fans, so many eyeballs to go around. And with UFC running almost every week sometimes on ESPN, ESPN+, Plus, there's a PFL, which looks similar to the UFC that occasionally runs on ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPN+. And then yeah, if you have Bellator, then of course UFC pay-per-views are now on ESPN+. Plus. And you know, you have the Fight Pass stuff and Dana White's Contender Series. And, and, you know, it just gets oversaturated. I mean, it's nice that at the time of recording this, UFC 241 is going on, which I'm about to watch in a little bit. And, you know, it's nice once in a blue moon when you get some real fights. Like Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic is a real fight. Anthony Pettis, Nate Diaz. That's a real freaking fight. But then you got all these other random events that have really talented fighters, but not many with a, a huge marquee name and... Over a while, they just kind of blend together. I used to be able to name every freaking UFC main event off the top of my head, and now for me, it's just like they blend together. I don't remember if it's UFC 230, UFC 215, UFC 16. It's just gotten so oversaturated. And I feel like WWE's already at the point where they're pretty damn oversaturated with the network, with everything. I mean, think about it. Three hours of Raw, next day, two hours of SmackDown, and if you're a sort of hardcore fan or hardcore fan... You got NXT the next day. You got 205 Live. You got main event. I mean, there's a lot to catch up on. And look, it's great to have all that content. I mean, it's good for their network. But I mean, their numbers haven't been great for the network. Historically, they've been hemorrhaging a lot of subscribers over the years. I mean, they 
hemorrhage six-figure subscribers per quarter, right? As far as like people that sign up and, and then cancel. Uh, you got the pay-per-views, which go long sometimes, especially now they start at seven. And, and then you got, you know, SummerSlam starts at five with the pre-show. So well, right now, let, let's just say that for the most part, JB mainly has hardcore fans following them. I, I think for the most part, it's mainly hardcore fans. And look, it's a bunch of hardcore fans that are willing to pay money, which is great. But hardcore fans, I feel like, are already worn out. You're going to add not one, but two more hours of wrestling program with NXT. So three hours of Raw on Monday, two hours of NXT on Wednesday, two hours of SmackDown on Friday. That is a lot to ask for, plus three to four hours of a pay-per-view, not including the pre-show. That is a hell of a lot to ask for any wrestling fan, let alone people like myself and like many of you watching that work full-time, that are full-time parents, that, that, you know, do their thing, that have families, you know, that have other responsibilities. I, I think people are surprised here. Newsflash, we're, you know, adults have responsibilities, and, and, it's, and it's tough to catch wrestling sometimes. And at the end of the day, you know, time is of the essence. Time is money. Even if you can't get everybody to sign up for a network and pay with their money, you can get people to pay with their time. But there's only so much time people have in a day. And in some ways, this could negatively affect AEW. Now, AEW, I think, when it comes to pay-per-view, between All In, between uh, you know Double or Nothing, uh, you know between Fight for the Fallen and some of these other shows that they've had, I think overall from top to bottom, they've had better shows outside of their awful pre-shows. Jesus Christmas. Ugh. Outside of their awful pre-shows, as far as the actual pay-per-views, the portion that you pay for, I think top to bottom, they've been better than most recent WWE pay-per-views. I mean, there's been a few good pay-per-views here and there. You know, Money in the Bank, I think, was relatively entertaining. Um, you know, I think TLC uh, last year was really good. There were, I, and, and don't get me wrong, Debbie does have some great matches, and NXT takeovers are usually really good. I think this past one was a little bit weaker than usual, but still a, a great show overall. But yeah, I mean, that's asking a lot of a wrestling fan. So let's you know what? Let's even take away NXT for a second. Let's just focus on the on what people have been perceiving as the main shows. It's still five hours of programming with Raw and with SmackDown. Now, keep in mind, it's rumored that WWE's got to make this announcement on Monday. So by the time you guys listen to this, it may already be a done deal with NXT to USA Network. So if we're thinking about that, and you think about like, okay, so five hours at least of first-run programming for WWE. Then you factor in two hours of programming for AEW per week. That's like seven hours right there. Factor in NXT, that's nine hours. That is a whole lot to ask for. And you know what? This could also hurt other promotions. Because think about this. Let's just say I'm a hardcore fan, but I only want to watch the main promotion. So I'll watch WWE and I'll watch AEW because it's a hot new thing and people are talking about it. Okay. Whoops. Lost my headphones there. So everybody's talking about, you know, we're going to WWE because they want to talk about it. So WWE, AEW, and then all of a sudden... That ROH show you used to watch on Fight TV or on your local Sinclair affiliate, eh, you might say, you know what? I don't really need it. Maybe uh, you watch Impact on Pursuit. You're one of the five people that watch the Pursuit channel or you watch it on Twitch or you catch it on YouTube. You might say, eh, I don't need to. Maybe you're one of the lucky few people on Fios or you watch on YouTube the MLW show, Major League Wrestling, which is actually a pretty good show week to week. And you say, eh, you know, maybe I won't watch this because I won't have time. NWA, if, if and when they find a TV deal or if they decide to put everything on YouTube or Twitch or whatever, 
Mm, there's only so many hours in a day. New Japan Pro Wrestling with Access TV. Granted, they also have New Japan World. But look, I'm a loyal subscriber of New Japan World. I'm really happy with the service. But considering that they don't have a, an actual app, I mean, they have a phone app, but they don't really have a Roku app in 2019, which boggles my mind. Uh, it's, like, it's a pain in the ass sometimes for me to bring my laptop, plug it into the TV. Yes, you could go through your Xbox One and you could connect with the web browser and all that other stuff, but it's still kind of a pain in the ass, extra steps. And there's times where I'm just like, okay, I don't feel like setting this up. I'm just going to chill and do my thing. And uh, now I'm at the point where I have a ton of G1 matches I got to catch up on. My point is, there are only so many hours in a day. So while it's exciting that, you know, there's NXT on prime time and it's a great opportunity for the guys and girls there to raise their profiles, make more money, long term. You know, I mean, look, AEW can help grow the wrestling audience with this war or, you know, there's this whole deal with Vince McMahon and trying to counter-program anything could actually hurt the wrestling audience. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Now, if AEW turns out to be a, a great product and more often than not, I think it's been a great product. Hey, I think they'll do fine for themselves. Do they need to be NXT in the ratings? I think if NXT was going to be on FS1, I'd say yes. But considering it's going to be AEW on TNT, which is a top cable network against USA Network, which was once a top cable network and still one of the more well-known cable networks, I don't think it hurts them if they lose. Now, it might hurt some of the perception. They might not be able to get some of the sponsors, say, WWE can. But Tony Khan, Shad Khan, the Jacksonville Jaguars team, I mean, they're they're still pretty well-connected. So I think they'll be fine. And I think the big thing here is they can't be too forced into an arms race. Because before you know it, you're going to be like Strike Force. You're going to overpay for Fedor Emelianenko. You're going to be spending all this money for cast-offs left and right. And then before you know it, you're not going to be hitting a profit. And uh, you know, you're going to be sold or go under or whatever. Like it happened to Strike Force, uh, happened to a few other promotions. I mean, TNA with Dixie Carter. I mean, there was only one year where I think they really broke even or had a, had a profit. Now, I, I think AEW is going to be smarter than that. And the cons have more money than the Carters did in TNA. And I'm pretty sure they have more money than the McMahons. But we'll, we'll see what happens. And you also got to think about this, too. What about the talent? What's going to happen here with all the talent? The talent that is currently unsigned. There's a lot of guys that I feel like Deadly just signs and do nothing with. Keith Lee, great talent. Huge athletic big man. Fantastic worker. A little bit on the older side, but still fantastic worker. And they've done nothing with him for about a year. Donovan Dijak, he's been on TV. Donovan Dijakovic, whatever the hell his name is on NXT. Awesome talent. Like Keith Lee. And he's younger than Keith Lee, but like Keith Lee, a big guy with phenomenal athleticism. Have barely done anything with him. And I think he's actually been in NXT for almost two years now. It's freaking crazy. Freaking crazy. They've done nothing with this guy. Think about that. Him and Keith Lee and Donovan Dijak should be on the main roster right now, just killing it with their matches, or at least on, on DDB main roster house shows. And instead, they're just kind of languishing in NXT right now. What's going to happen? Is, is WWE just going to keep scooping up people for the sake of putting on an ice? I feel like they're doing that with NXT UK, which not a lot of people watch, and they, they don't draw that well with NXT UK. I feel like they're doing that with 205 Live, which barely any people watch. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Another thing, and this is something that, might sound a little paranoid. I know some people might disagree with me here. They might say, oh, no, WWE's not that petty. They're, they wouldn't be doing this. Well, I do genuinely believe that Vince McMahon will go to any length to hurt a competitor. And when it comes to AEW, especially in his advanced age, don't be surprised if Vince McMahon uses his good friend, Donald Trump, 
to uh, have some chicanery, have some tomfoolery. What I mean by this is, well, this. Neville, a.k.a. Pac, was signed to compete for AEW. He was supposed to wrestle Hangman Adam Page. He wasn't able to wrestle Hangman Adam Page. And rumor has it it was due to a creative issue because he was the Dragon Gate champion in Japan and Dragon Gate didn't want him to lose in the U.S. and blah, 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 and creative differences and all this stuff. I think that's kind of a front for what's really going on, which is visa issues. Now, Neville's an interesting case because he abruptly left WWE. He didn't leave on good terms, and he had a work visa through them. And they, because he had the work visa through them, it probably hurts his case to get another visa. But would I really put it past Vince McMahon or Linda McMahon to call their good friend Donald Trump or somebody connected to Donald Trump and say, you know what, hey, uh, you know how we have this competitor and they, they have this visa they're waiting on for these Japanese wrestlers or these Mexican wrestlers? Uh, yeah, you might want to delay that. You know, Here's a couple million dollars for your campaign. I would not be surprised. I would not put that past Vince McMahon or Linda McMahon or any of the McMahons. I would not. I mean, I mean, seriously, stranger things have happened in 2019 and the world in general with this administration. I would not be surprised whatsoever. So if you're Tony Khan, if you're Cody Rhodes, if you're the Bucks, if you're Kenny Omega, like y'all got to be prepared. Y'all got to be prepared for just about anything. I remember seeing uh, Kenny Omega complain about the fact that WWE put Evolve on the WWE Network going head to head with Fight for the Fallen. And he thought it was classless because Fight for the Fallen is raising money for gun violence victims. And look, I'm with you, Kenny. It was a douche move, but at the end of the freaking day, that's who Vince McMahon is. He does not give a crap. He only cares about the almighty dollar, the bloody dollar, and being on top. He does not give a damn. It doesn't matter how much money he has. It doesn't matter that he's had a stranglehold on this industry for the better part of three decades. It does not matter. He will not stop until he freaking wins. So, Look, AW, good luck. Keep doing what you're doing, but just be careful when it comes to falling into these traps. And hey, if, if I'm them, you know, originally I was a little apprehensive about them calling out WWE and dissing WWE. But you know what? Clearly the base is eating it up. Clearly the base that's selling out these arenas for them is eating it up. So keep it going. But just know that when you keep baiting Vince McMahon like that, at times, uh, well, it comes at a price. Now, as for the XFL... Well, that's going to be interesting because in 2020, the XFL restarts. And that was my cat making some noise there. Way to go, Chippy. Uh, so the XFL is restarting in, in 2020. And it's going to be interesting to see if Vince McMahon is really going to give up any control in WWE. Now, he hired Paul Heyman as executive director for Raw. And it seems like there's some Heyman influence on Raw, for better or worse. And I, I think for the most part, it's been a little more interesting, but also kind of cringe with some of the Roman Reigns stuff. Then you have SmackDown, where Vince McMahon has reportedly been rewriting shows left and right while Eric Bischoff was supposed to have creative control. So much for that. And uh, yeah, with NXT, two hours on primetime and USA Network, if that does indeed happen, is Vince McMahon going to allow Triple H to continue running that show? Or is he going to take charge? And what the hell is going to happen with the XFL? It's Vince McMahon. I know he hired Oliver Luck as the commissioner to run and do all the football operations, but knowing Vince McMahon... He's going to want to get involved, especially if ratings aren't good. So, yeah, uh, we could definitely see some changing of the guard in the next couple of years. Just something, just something for all of y'all to think about. Before we go, I want to definitely answer some questions here. 
and take some shout outs. Fred, what do you think about NXT UK TakeOver taking place the same night as All Out on August 31st? I think it's kind of silly on DDB's part to have NXT UK TakeOver on the same night because the reality is it's actually taking place a few hours earlier. It's NXT TakeOver UK. I don't think there's much of a crossover. The reality is not a lot of people watch NXT UK. Let's just keep it real. So I don't think it's going to hurt all out one iota. It's kind of silly. I mean, this almost seems like kind of soft counter-programming. Same thing with Evolve. You know, I, I don't take it that seriously. Um, okay. What do you think about Bret Hart appearing in WWE and AEW in recent months? Hmm. Sorry, I had to drink some water there. Good question. I think Bret Hart is the man. And Bret Hart gives no Fs. And he's at the age where he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need to kiss anybody's ass. He just wants to do what he wants. And I can respect that. And I hope that all of us can one day achieve that level of badassery that Bret Hart has where he can just go back and forth, do whatever the hell he wants, talk crap about Triple H, and take a paycheck anyway. I like that. All right. What do you have planned for the fall in terms of wrestling? Well, I, I was thinking about going to the MSG shows for WWE. I'm, I'm kind of on second thoughts now because, you know, the ticket prices are a little high and everything, and the media tar- department hasn't gotten back to me, although typically I buy my own tickets anyway. I'll probably do some ROH show if they're going to be running in, in New York the rest of the year. I missed their last show in New York because I was on vacation somewhere. So, I don't know. I, I might try with ROH, although, man, it's it's been rough for ROH in terms of attendance, in terms of, you know, you know the, the, the product. From what I understand, like, some of their matches have actually been really good. A lot of the ROH TV main events and stuff, but... It's Matt Taven as your world champion. He's not, he's not as boring as Baron Corbin, but he's in that Baron Corbin category. I mean, I'm sure he's a cool guy in real life. He's actually a, a, not a bad worker at all, but it's Matt Taven. You know, you guys got Alex Shelley. You know, you got some good young talent there. And you, you, have, you have Marty Skrull still before he leaves. And you give the world title to Matt Taven? Yeah, I'm not surprised ROH ain't doing well, but... They usually have pretty good live shows, so I'll, I'll probably try to make it to an ROH show and uh, maybe, maybe maybe some indies. Uh, Dean Ambrose is actually going to be wrestling Le- uh, Josh Barnett later this month in a no ropes uh, Noel's Bard match, which sounds awesome. Uh, I don't go to Atlantic City all the time uh, as much as I used to when I used to cover fights there a lot, but uh, maybe I'll make my way down. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Okay, what do you think about Clash of Champions? Well, we don't really have a card yet. If it's going to be Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman for the Universal title, I think Braun Strowman should win. I think they're going to have him lose. Uh, but he's past the point where he needs the title. I mean, he, re- he really should have gotten the title already. All right, this question. Well, these series of questions come from my friend uh, Deb Brigade. What do you think? When do you think Nia Jax is coming back? Probably not till next year because she tore not one but two ACLs. That's going to take a while. She should take her time. Do you predict Sasha Banks getting the gold she should yeah if somebody's going to dethrone becky lynch since wrestlemania it should be sasha banks hopefully sasha banks will actually have a successful title defense that's what i really care about do you believe sean michaels knew about the montreal screw job yeah he did he actually admitted it uh on dw confidential back in 2002 and he talked openly about it on a dvd uh program with uh, bret hart where jim ross was actually in the middle holding court with them I think it was like 2008, 2009. It came out a while back, but it was one of the best DVDs that we ever did. You could probably find it online, and it might even be on the network. 
What are your favorite indie promotions? That's a great question. I, I really don't go to a whole lot of indies like I used to. Uh, I would recommend, and I'm, I'm sure they still have great shows, at WrestlePro. I haven't been there in a long time, uh, but a lot of my friends compete there. My good friend, Leon St. Giovanni, competes at uh, WrestlePro. They're actually running in Alaska in, in a little while. They've been running in Alaska the last, couple of, uh, the last few months, and they do shows all the time in New Jersey, in the Rahway area, North Jersey area. Uh, they've run in Queens as well and some other parts of, of New York City and the five boroughs. Uh, strongly recommend WrestlePro. You know, Pat Buck, who recently got signed as a DDB producer, was the promoter of WrestlePro. I think he's, st- I'm sure he's still involved because I think he technically owns the promotion. One of the unsung heroes of indie wrestling. He's a guy that's mentored a lot of young cats. He has the creative pro wrestler school with uh, Kurt Hawkins. They put out a lot of great talents, including MJF, uh, Maxwell J. Friedman, who's currently with uh, with AEW and with MLW. Really great talent. Kid's only in his early 20s, and he's a phenomenal talker and really good in the ring. So awesome trainer, good worker, and they've been drawing crowds consistently well for years. Even back when they were known as Pro Wrestling Syndicate, before they had that split with the previous business partner they had. I mean, they've been drawing really well for years in the New York, New Jersey area. There are always fun shows. My only complaint with... I want to say them. It's more like wrestling shows in general, especially the independents. I feel like some shows are too long. I've always talked about this with, with Dutch Mantel, who's a good friend of mine and one of my mentors in the business. The perfect length of a wrestling show is usually like 90 minutes on TV. If you want to do two hours, two and a half hours, like NXT TakeOver, I think is a good example of like a decently timed wrestling show. But some indie shows, uh, man, they, they, they go really long. At WrestlePro, I wouldn't put them in that category. They're pretty fun and they go, they go by pretty fast. But there's been some other indies I can't even think off the top of my head. Some that are probably defunct now that I'd go and it's like four or five hours, almost six hours uh, by the time you get to, you finish the main event. Then you got to drive home. It's, it's a pain in the ass. Like, listen, indies, okay? A lot of these people are sampling your product for the very first time. Give them something that they can digest. Don't make it drag on. Don't wear out your welcome. Two hours max, maybe two and a half. If you have a really strong main event with some marquee names, maybe three, but I think two two hours, two and a half hours max is, is good for a for an indie show. But um, WrestlePro, definitely my favorite promotion in this area. As far as any other indie promotions, honestly, I just I don't watch enough. I'm sorry. I, I haven't lately. It's, it's just tough on my schedule. I watch a lot of WWE. I watch a ton of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Obviously, I watch AEW when, whenever they run, and I'll, I'll be watching their TV show, but... Uh, yeah, if you're in the New York area, definitely uh, WrestlePro. If you're able to watch them online, definitely uh, WrestlePro is one I would recommend. Um, Evolve, although Evolve's not really an independent promotion anymore. I mean, they're they're kind of affiliated with WWE now. When are you going to interview Scott Hall? Whenever Scott Hall answers my email. So that's, that's the same case with any of the other wrestlers I hit up. So, uh, yeah, as far as any other topics right here, Edge says that he may come back to the ring. He is quoted here in an interview where he said, to be perfectly honest, I think I could do a match tomorrow. I might be blown up. I'd be okay. It's just from what I know with JDB medical staff, they won't allow it. It is what it is, right? I did have a doctor tell me he thinks that they'll be able to get my neck relatively healthy within five years. And then their stem cells, which I'm also looking into, just from the stuff I've experienced in the last eight years and things I've done physically, it's like I could pull this one off. I'm not saying I could pull a year's worth. That is very, very interesting. Now, I, I, if you look at Edge, though, I mean, the guy looks phenomenal. The dude's, what, 41, 42? I mean, let's see. Adam Edge Copeland. How old is this guy right here? Edge 
is currently he's 45 oh my god i'm old edge is 45 wow where the hell does freaking time go well edge looks phenomenal for his age uh for any age really i mean he looks jacked as hell and he look he looks good he's 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 got a great physique. He's obviously had a bulk up for his role in, in Vikings, which is a great show y'all can watch on Amazon Prime and the History Channel in the U.S. and Canada. Yeah, he's fantastic. He he he, he looks great, and he was a great pro wrestler. And look, at the SummerSlam kickoff, he did spear Elias. Spear, which involves, you know, using your neck. So you never know. I mean, look, Saudi Arabia is paying to be a lot of money for big stars. You could always call Undertaker and Goldberg, I guess, but Edge is a little bit younger than those guys, and y- you never know. I mean, that's Saudi money pays. Ask Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz, who are apparently going there for their rematch. Uh, yeah, K- K- KSA has that money. Shout out to the Sports Hit List group on Facebook. Great discussion from the dudes. You can also check them out on YouTube. They've got an awesome podcast. I really enjoy uh, chatting with them about all things sports. Shout out to Deb Oxtail. Shout out to my man Ziggy. Brian Barry, David Schneider, Alan Wu, Scott Anderson, Jeremy Bowers. Until next time, take care, like, and share. Please subscribe and enable notifications for more live updates like this. I hope you enjoyed the show. Until next time, everybody, as always, enjoy the matches.